the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Glad to have you along. Uh, we'll talk to Steve Cortez, former Fox, CNBC, MSNBC. He's been everywhere. Commenting on financial matters. Newsmax, too. I think it was Newsmax was his last home. He'll be with us at 12.05. He is on his way right now to Grove City with J.D. Vance. They will be making an appearance in Grove City as J.D. Vance traverses the state today. Cincinnati this morning. Grove City at noon, Youngstown, I think, Boardman, at, well, this evening, 5.30-ish. But right now it's time to talk more Ohio politics with our friend Rob Walgate, Vice President of the American Policy Roundtable, and you will find them online at aproundtable.org or thepublicsquare.com. Mr. Walgate, we are less than a week away from the primary, and I have people calling me saying, who should I vote for? Where can I find information? And you, conveniently enough, have a place for them to go to get nonpartisan information on every candidate and every issue. We do. I, Ivoters.com. If your listeners go there now, they can um, check out all the candidates on their ballot in Ohio. And as we know, those candidates will be for the United States Senate. They will be for the United States House and the districts. Now we only have 15 congressional districts in the state of Ohio, down from 16. So there's a way on there as well that they can look up and see what their current district is. Typically, we'd be voting on our 33 state senators and 99 state representatives on who would be the representative on the ballot in the fall. But since we can't draw maps effectively in the state or the Supreme Court can't read the Constitution, I'm not sure which one people would want to point to, mm-hmm. um, That those won't be an option. Come Tuesday. Now, you are not voting in the primary, not on protest, but because you're not registered Democrat or Republican. And that's what people need to know about iVoters is at uh, Ohio Policy Roundtable, AP Roundtable, American Policy Roundtable. You guys prize yourself on being nonpartisan, but that allows you to be equal opportunity critics of both parties. Uh, I heard in your answer there that uh, you got a little bit of an issue with what the Supreme Court has done on the legislative maps. And maybe you have a little bit of issue there with both the Republicans and the Democrats who can't play nice enough to get something done that typically doesn't garner the kind of headlines that it's garnered so far this year. Yeah, it's amazing. I pulled, I've pulled. i been registered both of my life as a Democrat and a Republican. I pulled my party affiliation a few years ago. And one of the reasons I did that is, um, one, in reading the founders and also understanding the political process of the day, I realized that too often parties are looked to – as the answer and as the solution. And I think political parties are one of the things that divide us in this country. Um, Take a look at the primary debates on either side of the aisle. If I would have been Donald Trump in 2020, one of the major campaign commercials I would have ran would have been Kabbalah Harris 
in the presidential debates in 2020, basically calling Joe Biden a racist. Mm -hmm. I would have ran that commercial on end. And I have a feeling that Tim Ryan, when he locks up the Democratic nomination for United States Senate on Tuesday, one of his commercials for the fall may be whoever wins this primary on the Republican side may just be other Republicans bashing that person. Because that's all we've seen for the past basically year. And when it comes to maps in the Supreme Court, again, um, shouldn't be a partisan issue, should be able to read the Constitution, should be able to understand the trigger mechanism that's in there to give us four-year maps. I don't agree with the language that was put in the Constitution in 15 or 18, but it's in there. Um, And the fact to think about this is that a relative of Mike DeWine sits on the Supreme Court while Mike DeWine is on the redistricting commission Hmm. and responsible for some of those maps. The only question I ask for those who say that um, Justice DeWine should not have recused himself is if there was a Democrat governor and the Democrat governor had a relative on the Supreme Court, would you have still felt that that relative or that child should not have recused themselves from those arguments when their family member was directly involved? I mean, I'm sick of politics all the way around in the game that's played. That being said, I don't think that should push people away from being involved in the process. I hope that causes more people to be engaged in the process and fight for that change. Rob Walgate, Vice President, American Policy Roundtable, our guest, aproundtable.org. Their site to help you through the primary, know who the candidates are, and give you links to the candidates' websites their Ballotpedia profile, their Facebook, their Twitter. All the links are right there. Every candidate is at iVoters.com. You go, you'll see a map of the United States. Ohio is listed uh, very very clearly on the right-hand side of the page, Ohio primary. Click on that. You'll get, you know, profiles of all the candidates, at least their links to their website. And uh, interesting to me in your talk there about what we would think if a Democratic governor had a relative on the Ohio Supreme Court. This reminds me of what I was just talking about with the story today, the revelation today, that Secretary of State Frank LaRose advantaged a fellow Republican, Madison Gilbert, who spoke Saturday at the Trump rally, giving her a three-hour heads-up on what the legislative maps were likely to look like. She switched her district to run uh, against, in a district where there is no incumbent, she would have run against Marcy Kaptur, a Democratic congressional representative, uh, I think this is a bad look for LaRose. I don't like it. I don't understand why he did it, and I just kind of want to get your reaction to it. It shouldn't have been done. Um, again, I would say the same thing if a Democrat would have done it. Um, you know, you don't need to communicate stuff that's not official. I understand people are friends. I understand that. But especially when you're the chief elections officer of the state of Ohio, and there's a lot of people that are talking about the fact of how would we feel or how when I say we, um, I mean us as Ohio voters. Yeah. I don't mean as party affiliates, but how as an Ohio voter would you feel if someone from a party opposite of what you believed was the chief elections officer and they were endorsing candidates for a very highly contested race? Should they be doing that? Now, legally, they're permitted to endorse, but should they be doing that? Does that give you faith in the process and what's about to take place and happen? And the fact that Donald Trump came to Delaware and endorsed the list of candidates that he endorsed left a lot of people scratching their head, especially those who stand up for conservative principles, especially those folks who have been on board with Trump since 2015 
because they felt he was an outsider, because they felt he rocked the boat. I would say this is one of the most establishment things that he has done is the fact of the slate of candidates that he's went around and started endorsing. Interesting perspective. We're speaking with Rob Walgate of the American Policy Roundtable, APRoundtable.org. Their site, their nonpartisan site for information on the Ohio primary is iVoters.com. You'll find all the candidates and all the links to all the candidates' pages. All right, um, let's talk about the governor's race. And I know there are, I think there are states, I know there are cities, because New York did this with its mayoral election, where they do some kind of a voting system where if you don't get a plurality of the votes, which is more than 50%, then they look at who finished second and they move that. And, and, yeah. and it strikes me, Rob, that a week from today, we're going to be sitting here talking about Mike DeWine winning the Republican primary for governor, but you will also be able to say that more people did not vote for Mike DeWine on the Republican ticket than did. I don't know what kind of legs that has in the general, but that's a weird setup to me that the dissatisfaction according to the polling, is so pronounced with DeWine that Jim Renacci and Joe Blystone together are likely to poll very close, if not more, than Mike DeWine does. I think Jim Renacci and Joe Blystone together will pull much more than Mike DeWine. Um, and Mike DeWine, I don't feel, will come close to 50% of the vote. And in some states, as you mentioned, Georgia is a perfect example. No one gets over 50% in Georgia. Then they go to a runoff, and that's how... Um, Georgia was able to win two United States Senate seats last election cycle yep. because of that runoff mechanism. No one got over 50 percent in the in – the, well, and they do it the general, and then you would go to a runoff, and, and that's what happens there. The interesting part about that, Bruce, is when you look at that and study that, number one, Donald Trump told folks – you know, his lawyer, Lynn Wood, who pushed people about not participating in the runoff because not trusting the process and then the the democrats won both those seats but the other interesting thing and not a lot of people know this is there was a third statewide election in georgia that took place that was uh partisan and it had a republican and democrat and the republican won that statewide election it was like for agricultural commissioner or something but a republican did win statewide in georgia when the two republican senate candidates did not um, I think just think that's an interesting tidbit no one talks about around the country. But as it goes for the gubernatorial race, I think if you ask Jim Renacci or Joe Blystone why they got in, I think it's safe to say they got in to get rid of Mike DeWine and Mike DeWine policy. Had Mike DeWine had a D next to his name, I think the Ohio legislature would have fought those policies a lot tougher. Uh, they would have been a lot more strict with the governor, but the fact that Larry Householder was, had the issues that he had when he was speaker and Mike DeWine had free run of the place, and the legislature didn't counter them for roughly 12, 18 months, that made a big issue. So now you look at people that got in a race to get rid of Mike DeWine, to get rid of those policies, but they both stayed in the race. So you're going to have folks that uh, basically are going to cancel each other out, it looks like, come Tuesday. And the most interesting thing for me about the gubernatorial race is the fact that Donald Trump showed up in Delaware. Donald Trump did not mention the name Jim Renacci. If you ask Jim Renacci why he ran for the United States Senate a number of years ago, he will say, he says, when the president asks you to do something, you do it. And Mm. that's why he did it. And it's very evident the president has not returned that favor and has not came out 
in support or endorsing Jim Renacci in this race, whereas um, if the president feels his endorsement is worth that much and it can move the needle, I'm a little bit shocked he hasn't. Well, actually, I'm not shocked because it, it would it's an uphill battle. But I think that people need to take back and look at that. When you look at the Trump endorsements, J.D. Vance, Dr. Oz, they're not exciting conservatives across this country. That is extremely safe to say. So I know a lot of folks have walked away or taking a step back from Joe Blystone over the past few weeks with the campaign finance questions and other things. And I'm not on here to encourage people to vote for a specific candidate one way or another. But when you break it down come Wednesday morning and you Monday morning quarterback this thing, it may be safe to look at and say if one of those candidates would have just got out of the way, then the Republicans would have been able to get rid of Mike DeWine as a nominee. And the interesting thing about that is, you know, Mike DeWine, I don't believe he even showed up at the state party meeting where he was endorsed. He showed up at the Cuyahoga County GOP meeting and didn't receive the endorsement when they went to secret ballot. Jim Renacci did, right. left, not happy at all. So, and, and on the Senate race, I mean, think about, you know, the old GOP chairwoman, Jane Timken. We haven't even brought her name up in this whole conversation, which is another thing that makes people scratch their head and look at it. And she's been running commercials with pictures and saying, you know, all the Senate candidates, what's their goal in 30 seconds? Say Trump as many times as you that's can. That's right. That's right. Um, that's been the goal. So that's the great thing about iVoters.com, Bruce. I always say there's no campaign commercials on there. You get just the facts and get to look up the information you want to look up. So I got to get to break, but I do want to know, uh, rule-wise, could Renacy or Blystone run as an independent in the fall if they don't win the primary? Or yeah, I believe I, you know that that's a great election law question. I believe they can because independents don't have to file. Ugh, I want to say it's ninety or one hundred and twenty days from okay. the general. Really, um, really, that, you could say one of those guys made a mistake in not running as an independent from the very beginning because they could be campaigning right now. As an independent, it wouldn't have to face a primary. Yeah, and I know that people brought that up to them um, in the process. Uh, because when you look at non-aligned voters, when you look at independents in the state of Ohio, that's who primarily makes up this state. Now, you may say, well, they're conservative-leaning people. And, and for the most part, they may be, but they're not tied to the party. Right. And the right. reason you can tell they're not tied to the party is you can see what's happened with Mike DeWine. You can see what's happened with the popularity of Jane Timken and the party choices. So these aren't through and through Republicans. And I think an independent play, whether it would be for governor or U.S. Senate, some people say, no, that would just hand the left the seat. Well, listen, at some point you have to get off the attitude of we'll just take whatever the R's give us. Where has that gotten us in this state? The R's have been in control everything forever from a state perspective. Yeah, that's a good point. You think – would you think we're the most conservative state around? No. I mean, why can't you get education reform? The things that you would think very conservative individuals would want. It just doesn't happen. The state budget is out, it's grown faster than inflation. Now, inflation's huge this year, I understand, but the past, it's grown faster than inflation every year. Who's I got in charge of that state budget. Who's doing the spending? You're right. Hey, uh, I went over because I always find what you have to say so interesting. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. iVoters.com, Rob Walgate, American Policy Roundtable, APRoundtable.org. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. You too. Thanks for letting me go over, my friend. No worries. You know, it was noticeable, and I will say a little sad, Saturday, 
to see Jim Renacci, Republican candidate for governor, sitting in the VIP section at the Trump rally. Two, three, four rows back with his running mate, Joe Knopp. And Donald Trump never made mention of them. Now, Trump from time to time would uh, lean over, look to the right. He mentioned Max Miller, J.D. Vance, and I don't know, maybe a couple, maybe I'm missing somebody. But he did not mention Renacci. He could have, and he should have, honestly. Rob Walgate reminded me that Renacci took one for the team, stepped in for Josh Mandel. 2018, when Mandel pulled out of the race against Sherrod Brown in January. That's a losing hand. And Renacci stood in there and took it. And now Trump endorses Frank LaRose for Secretary of State, who has always been vouching for the election integrity of the state of Ohio. Trump disparaged the integrity of the elections in Ohio from the podium early on in his speech on Saturday. So you say, well, you know, Renacci's not running against LaRose. No, but if you're going to endorse LaRose, you should pick somebody in the governor's race. Of course, Trump has to balance his endorsements with reality. And I know, I think he knows that endorsing Renacci probably would not wipe out the edge DeWine appears to have, appears to have, in the governor's race. But who's going out in the Republican primary to passionately vote for Mike DeWine? You get up, it's raining. Are Republicans in dark, green, all glaze, Logan, Miami, Mercer County, are they going, oh, it's okay, it's a crummy day, but we're going to go out and vote for Governor DeWine? I don't think so. Or conversely, if it's really, really nice and there's the opportunity to do work in the field, Got to get it tilled. Got to get ready to plant. Oh, but I got to I gotta take an hour and go vote for Governor DeWine. <laughs> Don't think so. Don't think so. It was just a, a short time ago, relatively speaking, three years ago, 2018, November 5th, Trump came to Cleveland right before the midterm elections, and he said, if you want a safe and prosperous future for Ohio, vote for Mike DeWine. DeWine was elected. Now, Trump has nothing to say beyond beyond the tweet that he posted a week after losing the November election when Mike DeWine went on the Sunday news shows and said, yeah, Joe Biden's the president. And then Trump tweeted, who will be running for governor of Ohio, the great state of Ohio, will be hotly contested. <laughs> well, he wasn't wrong about that. It is hotly contested. But the presumption is that DeWine will win. Now, as for you state party chairmen who are still mad about Trump endorsing J.D. Vance, we're going to talk about that with Steve Cortez on the other side of the hour. Steve is on his way to Grove City with J.D. Vance for a J.D. Vance campaign appearance. Uh, I'll give you the exact location here in one second. It's It's on Broadway in Grove City. But I know you may want to know, well, exactly where? I'm in the Grove City area, Bruce. I'm going out to lunch. I'll go hear J.D. Vance. I'm interested to hear. I got questions for J.D. Vance. So Steve Cortez has been on virtually every network there is. And he is endorsing J.D. Vance. Plum Run Winery and Grove City Brewing Company, 3946 Broadway. That's where they're headed. That will start at 1230. I think you can just show up. You go to JDVance.com, you can find tickets. So we'll have Steve Cortez next. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.